Everybody, it's me, Doctor. Oh, wait. Uh, hey, guys, it's me, Alex. That's it. Sorry, I get confused by things and stuff. I frankly, I'm a little, I'm a little out of sorts right now, John. Yeah, as well, you should be after uh, that thrill ride. Yeah, uh, that's John. He's in studio. Hi, John. Hello. Um. So, uh, we we as 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 become well that habit, but uh. Uh, things that have happened is that John and I have watched uh, something stupid and, and we're going to talk about it. I think last time you were on, it was uh, the Neil Breen classic, that one that the stuff happened in. Uh, Fateful Findings. That's the one. And uh, so so tonight we decided to sit down and watch what I what I would consider, it's up there with On Deadly Ground 2 uh, with, with masterpieces of cinema. Uh, we watched... The ultimate weapon? The perfect weapon. The perfect weapon. Oh, the ultimate weapon's Final Fantasy. Yes. Um, I was close. Starring Steven Seagal. But this was my Final Fantasy. Yes, uh, because you apparently are really bad at writing dialogue <laughs> in your fantasies. So this starred uh, Steven Seagal, um, the guy from Kindergarten Cop, people that- The, lo- the villain, not, the villain, not, yeah, the not vil- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I mean, I think that's understood. Or any think, of the children. Yeah. Although I can't, I can't 100% say that that's, that's true. true. They could be in there. Uh, and then a whole bunch of people that looked a lot like other people. Yeah. Starring our lead, who looked like a combination of Jean-Claude Van Damme and George St. Pierre, a uh, famous MMA fighter. Um, I uh, So we sat down and watched that, and, and I had no idea what to expect. I did no research going to this, other than asking John if it was available on Netflix. Now, uh, you, you've not seen the film before. Tonight. I have not. I have not seen the film. I have heard some rumblings in certain Twitter circles about late-era Seagull movies, um, which are uh, all apparently fantastic in their own way. Uh, but this one, this one in particular was uh, uh, alleged to be quite special. And uh, spoiler alert. It absolutely is. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we watched, what, what's the name of it again? Perfect Weapon? <laughs> the Perfect Weapon. Okay, Perfect Weapon. So um, there's going to be spoilers for this movie. So if you're one of those people that likes listening to, no, I've actually had, uh, I've had people write in, um, not people, one person, but they wrote in uh, saying that they really enjoyed having watched the movie because they watched Fateful Findings first. Oh, yeah. And they were really happy that oh, they yeah. watched well, that. Well, Fateful Findings, you can't, yeah, you got to. No, none, nothing that you can say about Fable Findings makes any sense unless you've seen the movie. This movie is fairly boilerplate in a lot of ways. Oh, totally, so yeah. Still, absolutely go watch the movie. Yeah, so uh, so fair warning uh, to the person that, that, that wrote in. Um, uh, we are going to talk about it. If you want to go watch the movie, it's available on Netflix. It's uh, not particularly long. Um and in fact, and, and let me. No, it is not. There's gonna be there's gonna be very few compliments to this film. I predict over the course of uh, of us discussing it. But I will Ooh. say this: get ready to be surprised. Um, actually, to be honest, there's actually probably a few compliments I have. But, but one of the things here, uh, a very swift movie. I did that did not lag. No, that was that was something I was I was honestly surprised about because again, going going with something like Fateful Findings, where 
the the ninety minutes is this in, interminable like yeah event horizon that you never actually get to epically long yeah. yeah like this this moved quite quickly yeah and and it's weird because it it's how does one word it it's edited like a poorly paced movie but it's not poorly paced like you know how poorly paced movies have like a lot of extraneous shots like this movie has like but. Th- Two or three different shower scenes that don't need to be there. Right now, but, but now yeah, keep th- in mind when we're when we're saying like extraneous shower scenes, these aren't like it's a guy being sad in a shower. Yeah, for seven eight seconds at a time, yeah. which is weird because that literally that's the mark of bad editing is throwing in this thing that does nothing for the plot. It's just sitting there. But normally <laughs> those are eat up you know a minute thirty or something. Right. So it's weird because it's got all the horrible extra bad editing. It is badly edited, and yet it's actually well edited. Like it actually is crisp in yeah. its cut. Well, I think <laughs> I think it's it's a matter of like it's it's in some cases it is like bad editing where it's like eight different shots for a guy jumping over a car. But it is I think because there's absolutely nothing of substance there. You're you're spending a lot of time like trying to piece out what's happening, and I think that kills a lot of time. That makes things seem faster than they actually are. Yeah, that's a good point. I think on rewatch, it probably would uh, last a really fucking long time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should set up the film now. Let me um, also just also waiting the 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 knowing what's going to happen in the end and expecting that is going to make it seem longer because you know. How great the ending is. That's true. Uh, we're not going to give away the ending right now, but you know, there's 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 uh, there's a twist at the end, and and you know, I'm going to tell you. I think upon rewatch, I think they're. I'm pretty sure, you know, given the quality of this film, there's it was probably peppered with hints that you know, now you're watching a second time, you're like, oh man, I should have seen this coming. Yeah, <laughs> I I would be <laughs> shocked if that were true. <laughs> no, I'm sure because I felt like I was I felt like I was in the capable hands of really good filmmaking. <laughs> So this movie was made by a guy, uh, Titus Parr, who is uh, all the way foreign. I don't know from where, but uh, one, uh, of the, one of them European countries. Where I uh, that's the people that make the the things that you decorate eggs with. So whatever country that's from, Fabergé. Par. Uh, oh no, that's Paz. I thought it was Par. All right. Well, no, I don't know anything. No, Par about. is the lumber company. Oh okay. Uh, so he's from he's from a place with trees. <laughs> with trees so and that'll eggs. narrow it down. Um, and what was the guy's name? Do you remember? Titus Parr. Titus Parr. With two okay. A's. Um, so he, he directed this film. Now let's 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 break this down now. If I, you if you look up the director, like he listens to Lincoln Park still. If you if you look at the picture of the of him that's available online, and if you listen to the soundtrack here, yeah, this that's, makes also, sense. It's, that's also yeah. it's a um. So wait wait, we got to get back to the soundtrack at some point, but let's do this. So I I would like to, I'm going to take a stab at this, then you take a stab at it. This movie was about a guy that looks like George St. Pierre. He's a trained killer that gets programmed to be a killer. Though later in the movie, we that might not be true. He he's he's sent on a mission to kill a revolutionary leader to, that's trying to overthrow Steven Seagal's dystopian government. The revolutionary leader is actually somewhat of a villain, too. Well, yeah. This is where I get a little hazy. Wait, wait, wait. Let me me try to finish this up. They try to get reprogrammed, but he he, he sneaks out of it. And then the the end is he's going to topple the evil regime. 
Is this is this just about what you got of it? Sort of. Okay. okay so, Daniel, John, please tell me what you so thought this movie was. It's a dystopian future, apparently. Oh, thank you for apparently. Yes, uh, underlined apparently. They, there's this whole opening, like Blade Runner-y shot of giant screens on buildings, uh, giving you exposition about what's happening, uh, and it tells you that uh, whatever I'm assuming it's America, the uh, their leader, the director. That's, that's, his, that's his name. Yeah. No, he's just he's this the director. Um, he's in charge, and apparently that's bad. And you know that because the state broadcast is interrupted by a pirate broadcast that's labeled a pirate broadcast from this opposition rebel leader you're talking about, who's also apparently a regular politician. Uh, because when he gets murdered, there's like a sad farewell for him on state-run television. Uh, there's never really indication about what's bad what the state is doing that's bad. Like, yeah. You never see anyone like in abject poverty or like underneath anyone's jackboot or something. You just are, I guess it's bad. Uh, and this killer, uh, now I would normally uh, give you crap because uh, you said a killer, uh, trained to be a killer that is programmed to be a killer. But I believe that's absolutely true in yeah, this case. No, I, I, think, actually, I, think yeah. that is, I wasn't stumbling. Yeah. I think I, I was actually trying to parse out what was going yeah. on there. So he is supposed to kill this guy. He goes to kill that guy, but he's distracted because that guy has got a prostitute that looks like the woman he loved that was murdered years before that may or may not be that end up being that woman. Uh, but he kills the guy and they're all worried that he didn't kill the prostitute lady, I guess. Like, well, we need to – he's acting erratic. We need to reprogram him. And in the middle of reprogramming, he escapes and then – intrigue i oh, guess okay no no yeah i th- i think we're kind of i think we're we're on pretty much the same page as much as i feel confused i feel like we're on the same page yes yeah. okay he's been programmed to be a, the ultimate the, the the perfect weapon they say that several times okay so why does he remember that girl uh because he was well, I mean, I, well, I guess we want to get spoilery with it. Yeah, let's get spoilery. That, that was that was implanted into his brain, his controller. Because like, if you're the if you're this kind of assassin, I guess you have a person that uh, if you're familiar at all with the Hitman video games, uh, you have that every every game you're you have the lady Diana or Diane, I forget yeah. what her name is, that tells you, hey, forty seven, you're gonna go kill this person. So it's basically that's the controller, and he put that in his brain. As part of his whole grand scheme to overthrow the the government. Okay, now I get where you're like yeah, the, correct, but is this guy an idiot? Because he knows he's a programmed killer, and yet he has memories from before. Like, so he, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, he no, it's, no. I think I don't think I, he. I don't think he knew that because it, it is. It's one of those things. Like he knows that they've told him like. You like we trained you how to kill. I don't think they ever told him. Oh, we put these things in your brain. See, I thought he was aware of that because later in the film, he was tortured, and that torture was being transmitted to the other killers. Right. So I just assumed it was kind of above board. Like everybody knew they were programmed, kind of Manchurian candidate style. Well, I don't think that. Well, I mean, they knew they were watching him being tortured. This was more. That was more of a cautionary tale. No, no. Like, what I meant was, I just assumed that it was. I thought. That, I thought. What I what I mean is, I thought that their conditioning was transparent. Like they were aware of the fact that they were 
these they were aware of what they were i guess you could you could argue that they were yes to some degree but perhaps they were not aware of the okay the, no that's how deep yeah. that condition right, went so okay there's a there's a lot this movie does no, that makes that, you just sort of assume that's fine you know that that's i'm probably again i, I think it's just because everything else was so confusing maybe i just overthinking that aspect of it okay so he, he you know it still doesn't make that part okay. Yeah. Well, the thing that also doesn't help right, let's this movie, spoil everything up until that last reveal. Right. He gets woken up out of reprogramming, which that reprogramming, again, doesn't really do anything. Well, apparently. what it does is it hooks you up to electrodes and then they show um, footage of uh, computer printout like graphics over you. Yeah. And then that, that changes your mind. Well, yeah. No, that's how you program someone. Now, I'm not arguing yeah. with that. I understand science. I I don't get okay. So he's going back in the machine, and then big reveal: the guy from the villain from Kindergarten Cop, I guess, pulled him out before he's fully reprogrammed. Yeah, for some reason, he just wakes up, and then later, it's just like they go, "Oh, well, you only woke up because a mole did that," and then we figure out that the mole is his controller. But if this, okay, what was that? I don't know. Was that? Did that come from in here? Yeah, I think it was your computer. Weird. All right. Um, I've never heard that noise before. Oh, oh! apparently that's the noise that recent summary, no threats were found since your last summary. Well, that's good news, everybody. Yeah, I've never heard that noise before. Thank I'm, you. I'm computer. glad you could share that moment yeah, with really, us. Yeah, I'm really glad that happened. So, okay. So his controller, kindergarten cop villain. Yeah. Why would he have to wake him up? He's his controller. Yeah, no, yeah. because he, well, he, I mean, he woke him up, but he couldn't. Since he, was, con- since he was rebelling against the state, yeah. he couldn't let the state know he was involved in that. So he like he like surreptitiously woke him up so that that yeah, guy no, so it looked like so it looked like something crazy just happened. Got it. But yeah. he's his and maybe maybe I'm overthinking the word controller. Yeah, no, I think it's I think you could just go, uh, hey, you know how I control you? Go kill the director. I don't yeah, I don't know if it's that literal. <laughs> Am I a bit, yeah, maybe I'm yeah. overthinking. So anyway, yeah. Um Hold on, if you're not going, duh, you're overthinking this yeah, movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I am absolutely about to do. Um, it doesn't help in this movie that absolutely any piece of dialogue is given like this. Every single character, be their man or woman, kind of has this sort of talk. It's all just raspy, raspy voice, and I've been drinking for eight hours. Now, if I may correct you. That's yeah. The end of everything is truncated and yeah. like it just the mic. There was a point in this, and and this very much speaks to how annoying I am as a person. But uh, there's one in this where I I had to ask John about lavalier versus uh versus boom mic uh recordings in, in while well, they're recording because boy, there's a lot of it that he can't get, and I know they're they're a little they're not enunciating very well. But yeah. it's also not recorded very well. And no, what? Well, no, and it is just. I think it's also just a matter of you know, since everyone's talking like this, and then there's uh, then there's like boot bassy audio music, you know, yeah, that that kind of gets drowned out. Oh, so let's get. That's let, uh, supposed to be the perfect weapon. The music in this was all right. So here's the here's one of the few positive things. It looked very nice. Like it, it, it did. had some budget. Yeah. <clears throat> But it was very much the future as predicted in 1997, except there was a movie made in 2017. Yeah. I think I think that's even generous calling it 1997. I think you yeah. could go earlier than that. Like if you watch uh, Cyber Tracker, that Riff Tracks, Cyber Tracker. Like oh, it's, yeah. It's that kind of thing. Like we just sort of the colored gels over every light. Yeah. And uh, the weird, there's a weird, you know, I mentioned Blade Runner earlier. There is a weird sort of like, 
kind of Asian influence, but I wonder how much of that was sort of written in the script and how much that was Steven Seagal being like, no, I got to wear this kimono. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Was Cybertracker the one with the dinosaurs? No, that's Future War. Because oh, Future War, the lead guy, kind of looks like the lead guy from this movie. Yeah, why not? Because yeah. that guy is so generic in this. Like, yeah. he is so just, like, it's like uh, that show P- Prison Break, which I guess is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Those, he, he, t- those like, two main guys sort of look very similar. I mean, they're supposed to be brothers, but they're, they they uh, they look very, Wentworth Miller and the other dude, they look kind of similar. Is one of them Mr. Coldface from, from, from the, from the Arrow um, Legion of Tomorrow I don't shows? know, I never watched it. Oh, um, so I'm going to say yes. There's another just kind of really bland looking bald guy. That's, yeah, you know, but it's like if you split the difference on them, you would get this guy. Yeah. Like he's just, yeah. So, so, so this is, okay, so this is the future as imagined by, by a riff track movie from the early 90s. And the music is... 2003-ish? When, yeah. when was Lincoln Park based? No, I'd say that's that's probably around that. Yeah. yeah. And not in like a, not in a like, you know that kind of screaming like, falling in my tears. Yeah, that yeah. song, like, it wasn't like, and, and I'm not saying that's a good song, but that. It's part, a great song. But that, no, but even like, even any terrible example of that genre. Yeah. With good action happening mm-hmm. could be forgivable. Because it's like, whatever, it's, it, yeah. the beat works. But it was that, but not a lot of action happened. Oh, by the way, this is the least action action movie that's yeah. ever happened in the I mean, this is like Charles Bronson movies have more action in them. Yeah. It is there nothing fucking for being, for being a perfect weapon, he kills like three guys. There is there is an epic fight. So they're trying to set up this kind of battle your way up a skyscraper action sequence uh, at the end of the film. He chokes one guy and shoots another one. Yeah. That's the, it, there, the lack of, and I'm not like a big violence junkie, but the lack of anything happening in this film is fucking shocking. Yeah. Well, but and, all and, of that done to a rocking soundtrack that nothing happened. Like, it's just rocking music to, we're looking at stuff happen. Well, and going going back to sort of your, yeah, the, the music thing, there's a theme that it's like the love theme and it's some, oh yeah, it's yeah. some like Nordic guy just screaming in the largest bathroom you could ever imagine. Yeah. Uh, recorded over some sort of like, you know, like just droney track and you have no idea. It's, it's really more upsetting than, than any other kind of mood. Uh, cause you can't figure out what he's saying. It doesn't sound good. Whatever it is, it sounds very painful, but, uh, it's supposed to be, uh, erotic cause yeah. they're all, they're always making out when that, that song starts. You know, in the end, it's, 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 uh, and it doesn't sound like this music, but it's done in that same tone as remember the nineties where every, every, uh, every sex scene was set to that song that, <laughs> there was that like three year period where that was in every movie. I don't remember that big. I remember the other one, the, the, like the sad. Don't walk. Yeah. Boop, 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 I, boop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, that's that, that was a little bit more kind of normal music. This was like vast or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm just the same. It's Enigma. Yeah. Is the is the? Oh, is the, the one group. I'm doing? Yeah, they both are. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that one was Return to Innocence, available yes. on Pure Moods. Indeed, I, I I picked up at least three of those at Starbucks. Uh, yeah, it was it used in that same way, except this was like a little bit more like. It was a guy in an emo band that wanted to make a really soulful yeah. song in between doing the Falling in My Tears song. It's a guy that listened to like Nine Inch Nails set, like listen to Hurt or yeah. uh, something I could never have uh, from Nine Inch Nails and uh, then went, I bet I can't do this and and was right. 
Yeah, no, he definitely hit that one inside of the park. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really just, just a grounder to the pitcher. Like, I, I, I think that's a, I, I shouldn't use baseball terms. No, it was, that was dead on. I uh, don't, I don't know sports. Another great moment in that, uh, that climb up the tower is so when the hero, I guess I'm going to use that word, uh, was awakened, uh, they send him on the mission to kill Steven Seagal, the director. And we'll get to the greatness of Steven Seagal in a moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to have to spend uh, some minutes on Yeah. That. But so he is joined by a character. They, I believe they call him Kronos, if I'm getting that right. I, I don't. Kronos was the black dude. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, he's, he's a killer like that guy. And immediately dies. He immediately yeah. dies. They, they, cl- they throw a grappling over wall, climb up a wall. The guy falls off a wall. And so yeah. they're like, well, we needed to kill a black guy. So check. Like, it just felt like that, like there was no reason for that to happen. I don't know why they did it at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've never felt happier with a prediction because I, I literally, this guy shows up the screen and go, oh crap, there's a black guy. He's dead. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to do that action movie trope. They're, just- they're setting up the big fight up the, off the, up, up the office building. And I, I say to John, oh, this guy's dead by floor five. He didn't make it through the front door. Yeah. He immediately, like, seriously, immediately falls off. Like, because he's, like, he tries to stop a, a guard that's on the thing, and they both fall off. Yeah. And, it, like, it just, there was no reason for that character to be there, because he just falls off, and then the bad guy looks at his watch. Or, was, I'm sorry, the hero looks at his watch, because he's got a limited time yeah. to get this thing. So he's like, yeah, wish there was something I could do, buddy. And then, uh, and then just goes. It, it was, like, it was almost like scary movie, where it was such a trope that yeah. it's like, it almost seemed like, like, this movie is, is a, is a, is a, a hair's breadth away from being a, being like a, 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 a satire of of the of the of the style of film that it yeah. is. But okay, so let's go back to Kronos, uh, the world's greatest black guy. Yeah. Now you said a great phrase, and this I'm glad you brought it up because it's something I I didn't want to forget. Killer like that guy. Yeah. The programmed killers, right? Yeah. How did they all show up at the end? To help him, yeah. So at the at the <laughs> at the end, um, after he, I'm gonna say, just defeats the director. Yeah, yeah. So um, he fights his way up the building by killing one guy really easily. Yeah, and, and he gets to, and, he gets to Seagull, and they have a thing. And the 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 fight with Seagull is great because you know it's it's a it's a trope with a, a lot of uh, kung fu movies or things like that where the the villain is so powerful that he barely does anything. Yeah. He's like just he's very stoic in his moves. And I think that's what they were trying to cover up. Like they were they were trying to like, well, we'll just do this. Because the reality is Steven Seagal, the most kung fu he does is while sitting down. Yeah. He takes a guy's hand and is doing like some some like wrist twisty moves to show him how you control something. But when it's actually like standing up, it's just it's very sad. It's just like, Yeah. There's that there's that Keen Peel sketch where uh it, it deals with that trope of like they go to visit the the hired killer in the woods, and he's like, "I've been out the game for the while," and, you know, and he's like, "No, we need you," and he's like, "Well, I still have it," and he keeps trying to take. He's like, "Let me show you," and he keeps trying to take the guy's gun, and he's just terrible at doing kung fu. Oh, that's fun, and that's basically what this was. Yeah, because he's just like, Ugh. he's moving his arms, and you just hear him getting winded. Yeah, and he does that Stephen Seagal move where he does like the disarm and then spin the guy kind of thing and then he does a lot of like handsy uncontrolling your hand you mm-hmm. know na 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 stuff so anyway after that epic battle oh uh, also yeah. also he kicks him through a wall by kicking him in the shin oh, like he goes true. through this epic kick and he can barely lift his oh, leg okay and like it just like you see him like kind of lift leg and kick and the neck then cut 
hurled through the wall. Also, it's amazing. Pathetic earlier in the film, they showed him kicking a guy to death, and they had to use a stunt double. And it was so bad. It was like shadow face. No, well, it was because it was it was the it was a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was him reminiscing about because Steven Seagal used to be a controller, which as I'm doing this voice, uh, is another thing I should bring up. Steven Seagal's accent in this movie changes constantly. Yeah, and and not to just constantly reference other things, but there's this comedian Tom Segura that does a great bit about there was a reality show with Steven Seagal where he was like with the police. Yeah, he was like a detective somewhere or something. Not a detective, like a deputy. Or yeah, something. and yeah, so yeah. Tom Segura has to see what how Steven Seagal like just basically takes on the accent of whoever he's talking to, mm. and that's absolutely what's happening here because at some point he's like, "Oh y'all, come on, like, oh we got to do it. like this is weird sort of like urban kind of thing happening." Yeah. And then later he's just Steven Seagal. Like, and there's no explanation for it. Uh, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, I'm a stoic master sitting in my chair. Shit. Yeah, I can't that is- believe that so bitch come walk up here. I tell you what, I don't know what with my daughter. Like, he's like, what the fuck just happened? You're just, also, we, we went from stoic master to, to some guy at a porch in Nola. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so Stoic Master, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, so so, so it, he goes to the back. He's talking about when he was a controller, he had to kill his protege. Yeah. And yeah, it is this it is this epic kung fu fight that you see, and the whole time Steven Seagal's face is masked, like in shadow. Yeah. Until the end when he kind of steps forward and is this clearly, like, badly photoshopped. Like, it doesn't, it didn't even, like, fit. His, yeah. Like where the face would be it was like on a, a face. floating Steven Seagal face. Yeah, yeah, it was way too up, like high on the like, eyes were on the forehead. Oh, it, it was, was really. Yeah, I mean, it was like beautiful. Like it, it was, it was pretty great. So, uh, okay, so back back to the the epic battle that didn't happen against Steven Seagal. He's defeated. Oh yeah. So that happens. how how do the other well so that happens and then that well because that happens because. Steven Seagal shows the perfect weapon, how he's been manipulated. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I the skip, perfect weapon I is like. The entire, yeah. I skipped the entire big reveal. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so the perfect weapon goes, it's like, oh, okay. So he takes out. So it turns out Steven Seagal was right all along. Never distrust the state. The state's always right. And then he goes back to Steven Seagal and Steven Seagal's like, hey, great job. Uh, you should, you should be a controller now. And the guy's like, no, thank you. And Steven Seagal says, uh. No, you should absolutely. You're perfect for it. And he's like, I'm a, I'm a perfect killer. And he stabs Steven Seagal. And then he always says, it's my destiny. And he takes a sword. He's like, this is my destiny. And goes out to be, I guess, murdered by everyone else. By all the, by all the, the, the cops that are showing up because the stabbed by St- Steven Seagal got stabbed alarm is going on. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Let me stop you just there for one second. This is a big point that I, that I found, uh, the quality of this filmmaking. So, um, Jason Statham slash John Claude Van Damme slash George St. Pierre <clears throat> stabs Stevens Gall. Yeah. Picks up in a dramatic, following him the whole way, picks up these two, there's two swords on a, on a plinth behind the scene. He picks up one of the swords, unsheathes it and says, you know, this is my destiny. This is my destiny. I've always been destined to do this. And, and he walks out of the room with this sword. This is like the big thing. And yeah. he's about to, okay. So, he walks out and then, it, so yes, you're right. The Steven Seagal got stabbed alarm had gone off and, and then the, the, the shock troops are running up the steps and he, and he, he's about to fight them, I guess. Yeah. 
No, I see. I never even got that. Or was I, it seemed like up? he was just like, like, all right, hey, here I am. Take me oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think he was. It seemed tr- like suicide yeah. by cop. Yeah, you're right. Thing. It was like a suicide by cop kind of concept. But then the waves of of other trained killer perfect weapons roll in and kill all the kill all the police people. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? I don't know because like it like it it. I'm confused. Yeah, because kindergarten so, cop villain. So all so so apparently like so Kronos was apparently one of those fighters and was yeah. was part of the resistance as well. So I don't know if all these other fighters were part of the resistance, but I don't know what signaled them to go save the day. Oh, okay, no, that's fine. Okay, that actually answers then, my question. Yeah, no, and, so there's just the resistance is bigger yeah. than I was thinking. Is okay? That and, answers my problem. Uh, another another thing we we talked about uh, during the movie. That, that, that is very weird is Steven Seagal's facial hair. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Like it looks almost fake. It looks like he saw like 90s, early 2000 era Steve Harvey where Steve Harvey had that big, like thick, almost Groucho Marx kind of mustache and just went, I want that on my whole face. Yeah. I think it is fake. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it was, it was, it, it, he looked like Julian from the trailer park boys. But I also, th- but I also think he would, whether or not it's fake, he would tell you it was real. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that maybe if it's not fake, it's I, just it is heavily dyed, and maybe that's what's coming across as fake. Yeah, I uh, I focus my chi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he's got he, he's goatee. got like this. Uh, what what's, what do you call that? It's like a full goatee, but he's got a full goatee. Like his goatee looks like someone that would tell you about how good they are at eating pussy. <laughs> that's the kind of goatee he has. Yeah. Speaking of that, on that same <laughs> on that same note. There is one of the most upsetting scenes involving a nude woman in this movie. And oh, it wait, is, wait, wait, it wait. is so Steven Seagal has yeah. this sort of concubine that he killed her father a while ago in Stockholm Syndrome. She loves him. And it's this scene is entirely just you do not see her face oh, wait, at all. Sorry, let me let me just stop you for one second yeah. there. John wasn't being flippant by saying Stockholm Syndrome, she loves him now. Yeah. There's a news report. Was it a news report? No, that is, it's just a line of dialogue that said basically exactly that. Like, yep, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. No, but who Syndrome. says that? The controller guy. Yeah, the controller guy yeah. said, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The kindergarten cop villain. Yeah. It says, oh, Stockholm you Syndrome, know, Stockholm she loves Syndrome. him now. Burp. Sorry. It was yeah. just the most flippant, like, oh, no, she's being in a life of being raped constantly. But yeah. no, Stockholm Syndrome. But- Shrug shoulders. You know how that goes. Boink. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, so you never see that. You never see uh, in this particular scene. You never see the actress's face. It's just her uh, lying sort of on her stomach and on her side. And you see her butt from a weird angle. And it's Stephen Seagal talking about meridians in the body and nerves going into the spine. Yeah. And how she needs to learn acupuncture and massage so one day she can do it to him. And it does not, I mean, like, it doesn't do anything for the plot. It doesn't do anything for the yeah. character. It's just this weird moment of Steven Scott being like, hey, can I, like, uh, touch a naked woman and the in angle, a very upsetting manner and make it they, seem smart and yeah, spiritual? The angle they shot it at is, it, I mean, it's, it, you could look up her butthole. Like, I mean, almost, you don't, yeah, it was really, like, it was just this really, it's almost like discolored air, or like, it's just like this, like, it doesn't make like the 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 where it's shot from doesn't make sense. But here's here's what I was thinking though. Since that scene happened, and that's all I've thought about since then. I bet that she actually is a real actress, and they couldn't get her that day. That's oh, why that they would did, not surprise she, me because they didn't show her face, and she didn't talk during that scene. Yeah. So either she didn't want to admit to being in it, so she she you know her her, her you know um 
union rep or whatever you call that in Hollywood agreed. She doesn't talk her faces in that scene so she can say body double right. or it is actually a body double. But it was just, it was such a bizarre scene of just like Steven Seagal explaining acupuncture to you, to the audience. Like, oh, really? really? There was no, it was like, I feel like, but at the same time, again, talking about how like that, that Asian influence, the, the idea that Steven yeah. Seagal was like, no, that's gotta be in the movie is that that was in his writer too. Like, no, I got it. There's gotta be a scene where I talk about Chinese medicine. Yeah. And I, I should point out the butthole angle is not the most awkward part of that yeah, scene. Yeah, no, that is like that. that is, yeah. Like you feel bad for everyone in that movie that isn't Steven Seagal. Like it's, in that, well, in that scene. It's really, uh, really off, off putting. Yeah. But all of this being said, this movie is absolutely worth it for the final scene. It is. Oh yeah. I, it is. So wait, wait, before we get to the final scene. Oh, I can't. Well, I, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but. Uh, no, no, we're going to give away the whole thing. Okay. Is there anything else we need to cover in this movie? Because I really feel like there's a lot to unpack from when that happens. There's the weird thing. And this this is really, a, I mean, this is bottom of the barrel in terms of, of weird stuff in this movie. But there's the weird thing where at the beginning. So the, this guy, the resistance politician guy who pirated the television. It then goes to the, the perfect killer goes to take him out in a club where he is meeting the, the resistance guys meeting with two other just random people and explaining that the resistance is against the state, which you'd think they would already know. And all the while this sort of geisha is dancing. Uh, and the geisha is the woman that he turns out to be the woman that he thinks was killed in the past. Looks like his ex-girlfriend or whatever. But the big thing with that is so they talk about this geisha and are basically like talking about buying her to have sex with her. And the, 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 the politician rebel politician guy does, I guess, cause then it goes to him in his home and he wants her to dress like a chola is his, is his exact oh, yeah, words. That's right. So yeah. inexplicably now she's like just wearing tons of eyeliner and a flannel shirt. Yeah. And he's like, where's that chola? It's really upsetting and strange. Okay. So, Yes, upsetting and strange. But also, let's let's just get back to the point that the leader of the resistance against against Steven Seagal, the awful state, yeah, is a guy that buys whores right. and treats women like property. Yeah, these and are also our heroes. also is racist. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't. So that's that's. So again, I don't understand how bad the it's, government. To, but also, so what was that? Why did she have a syringe? Because I, I think she was supposed to kill him. I think she was she was trying to assassinate him. But and I also think that we that do, but how with if, but, with murder? But they're they're the same corporation. Uh, yeah. So why would you send two different murderers without informing the other to kill one guy? I think that was part of. Oh, that was part of the thing to try to get them back together. Yes, but it doesn't make any sense why. That actually that would make sense because if. We're not back together, but yeah. Yeah, if the controller is trying to make them meet again, and the state's like, "How come you didn't kill oh, that prostitute?" Oh, so this was a meet cute. It was a meet cute. Uh, oh, oh, this is adorable. Then, oh, my mistake. The state didn't know. I guess maybe that she was already on the way to kill him. I don't. I don't. That's it's no, no. Weird. I like this meet cute idea. This is like an yeah. adorable eyes met over a coffee yeah. shop moment. But I also like now that I'm thinking about it. I think if you were to ask the director about like what why is your why is the leader of your resistance a giant piece of shit 
You know, just like, oh, politicians, man, they're all bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt. It felt like this sort of brush way, like, oh, you know, they're all terrible. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I would like to hear him say this because yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to the man that wrote and directed this, what their, their kind of modus vivendi is. Because I, I, I'm confused. I don't, yeah. I don't get what he was trying to say. I mean, frankly, I don't understand the movie because I, I, okay, I think we need to get to the final break reveal and then, it, uh, John, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, okay. you tell us? You're, the, you're better at this. So he, he, the, the perfect weapon has stabbed Steven Seagal. I almost want, don't want to do this because you, you, you need to see this. This is amazing. Uh, so pause, stop, whatever, go watch this movie, then come back and listen to me explain it to you. Uh, but so Steven Seagal, the 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 evil leader, the director, yeah, quote, quote, gets stabbed, evil, yeah. and um, the perfect weapon leaves to go get assassinated by a cop, and and he doesn't. All these other killers show up, and they go to the roof and hold their swords up, and a flying camera films them. Yeah, and the says, TV say we are all free. We are all free, yeah. and everyone kind of and you see these shots of various like citizens just like looking up and seeing it, not really reacting, not really being like, oh, good. They're just like, well, that's on TV now. And then it cuts back in, back to the inside where Steven Seagal is, is sitting, stabbed, bleeding out on a couch. And who enters the room but Steven Seagal? Yeah. And he's like, you've, you've, you've done your job well, brother. And so it's apparently like a Saddam Hussein like decoy thing. And they have a little conversation about giving the other one a, uh, a noble death. Oh, that's the, that's the great line. It's Steve, uh, the standing Stephen Seagal is like, there's a saying among my people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is among a weird people. thing to say to Stephen Seagal when you're yeah. Stephen Seagal. Uh, and then, yeah, then he like, he, he finishes, he's like, give me an honorable death. Wait, and wait, he, no, no. But how does he finish him, John? Uh, with the sword. Wait, the sword? The sword that the guy pulled off the wall earlier. You mean the sword that isn't there? The, the sword guy that was... is not okay, there at thank all. thank you. But I yeah. just, I just, again, the, this is, I, it's a small thing, but it's that attention to detail that really makes this movie great. Yeah. And so, we, and so, yeah. So there's this weird little exchange with him. It's like, and I don't even remember what the, what the saying, my people, oh no, it's the, it's the, like the most important thing is how a man like gives his last breath. Yeah. Yeah. And his, his last breath was like. Please kill me good. No, he says avenge me. Oh, yeah, he's avenge me. And so, yeah, he, he kills him. And then, like, the movie ends. Like, it goes to the credits. But then there's still other scenes. Like, there's yeah. shots of, of the guys on the roof still being all happy. And then there's a shot of Steven Seagal with the, the alive Steven Seagal with a, a, a cadre of soldiers walking to this futuristic helicopter that he then pilots away, which yeah. is a hilarious shot. <laughs> it's really great. Um, uh, this just sets us up for a sequel that... God, I hope happens. And I, I hope every I hope everyone ends with a new Steven Seagal like coming out of yeah. the wings being like, good job. I, I need the sequel to happen. Please, please. But here you said something interesting. You said you said uh, Saddam Hussein like, I took it as that's literally his twin brother, which I think is more hilarious. I think you're I think you're actually more right. Because okay. he does say brother. But um, but the thing is saying where I come from in my land or whatever you say what was the line yeah well, it was like like there's a saying among my people among my people which, so yeah which we, we, makes we should, that even better yeah <laughs> like, but that's the thing you wouldn't get it yeah I see I don't I don't understand because yeah there's a lot that <laughs> there's a thing among my generation the people that were born two minutes before you were born I don't so okay so here's here's some here's some more okay so Steven Seagal. <laughs> Other Steven Seagal is revealed saying, you did a good job, brother. Everything came to according to plan or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Before, 
don't let me get away from the plan part because I'm about to be pedantic here, but or, or annoying. Hmm. He has the same outfit and glasses on. Yeah. Why would you have the same glasses on? There's a two for one sale. I, why would you be? I it, bogo. There's just I, I, I that infuriated me. It's up there. With, if you watch this movie, people just pay attention to lapel pins, and you can join my heart. <laughs> Okay, I don't so, think you have to be. I think the. I don't think you have to pay attention to them. I think they will just sort of show up. They will. They will force their way into your vision. Yeah, that's true. What was I going to say? What was the other thing I told you about the, the plan? Oh yeah, everything went according to plan, brother. What? Yeah. What? Do you, what, what? So. What do you mean? What? 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 The plan was for Steven Seagal to murder his brother, apparently. And his brother was like, that sounds like a good idea. So the, How can I help make this happen? The plan is I overthrow my own government, sort of, but then have my brother be revealed to run away afterwards in a helicopter? These are questions that the sequel will answer, undoubtedly. I I, I feel <laughs> like, and, 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 and forgive me. Uh, if if I'm being brasher, I feel like things didn't go according to plan. I think things went absolutely according to plan for the various plans. Because so he got he did get to the leader that worked that plan worked. Wait, who got the leader? Uh, the the Falcon, which by the way, that's the perfect weapon's name is no. I'm sorry, it's not Falcon. It's Condor. His name is Condor. No, but but that wasn't part of Steven Seagal's plan. No, but it was part of the other plan, so that plan worked. But how would he know? Uh, because he's got he's the director. He's got ears everywhere. No, he's not the director. Well, one of them is the director. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, not the director of the film, but the director director. Yeah. Uh, and then the other plan went according to plan because he fooled him into thinking that he killed him. <laughs> but he actually killed his brother, which was all part of the plan. Booyah. Oh, well, my mistake. I didn't realize how clear it was. Boy, do I feel like a fool for not yeah. understanding it. It's pretty obvious. There's a lot of subtext there. Yeah. Like how he, he because in the end, now now they're set up because they had this big, let's, let's, here, here. You be, uh, you be the Steven Seagal that actually runs everything in the movie, the one that dies. I'm going to be your brother oh, behind the scenes. Hey. Okay. Hey, uh, brother, I got a great plan. Yeah, what is it, bro? Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to make it a really overly complicated plan to uh, usurp your position. Testify. Okay. Now, what we're going to do, we're gonna get, you know those perfect weapons that we have? Yes. Okay. We're going to get one to kill a guy that's against us. Yeah, that great, sounds great. Great idea so far. Okay. So he's going to, but he's going to do it wrong and we're going to uh-huh. have to reprogram him. Okay. Okay. So good. You're with me here. So with the reprogramming, we're going to get one of our other guys that's a mole to stop the reprogramming, right? So, uh, no, no, no. No, well, just hang okay. with me. No, All right. no, no. No, I'm still with it, I guess. <laughs> so, okay. what you don't understand is that we've been programming the first guy to, to, to just follow me. There's a first guy. He has a girlfriend in his head that we're now going to spring on him. Oh, wait. Exactly. It's amazing. So, this house whisper has heard my voice a little bit. So, anyway, brother, what we're going to do Hold is on. we're going to have that guy. Yeah, what's up? Cut Question to the, the chase back. here. Yeah. Do I get murdered? Exactly. You're going to be okay. stabbed. Yeah, no, by I'm, a totally tiny knife I'm totally on board. I'm totally on board. Inside of. Our office, sorry. I mean, shit, man, we're going to stand inside of our office. 
This bird, this is the perfect plan. Good. For the perfect weapon. Fast forward three months. Brother, our plan came exactly to fruition as we laid it out. <laughs> in, Avenge in, me. What? Also, yeah, thank you for bringing it up. Avenge you. It, Avenge you for what? That was part of the plan. If that, Please. if the plan was articulated as well as he stated, <laughs> avenge you for what? Avenge you for great planning. Please avenge my murder that you came up with. Yeah. Avenge, avenge our great planning skills. We've been hoisted by our own petards. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what his end game is, but uh, it's going to be a doozy if this, <laughs> this is any indication. Hi, other brother. How's the plan going? <laughs> it's going great. Uh, we got the blonde lady to sell underneath. Oh, sorry. We got the blonde lady to sell underneath our compound slash hotel. <laughs> yeah, like that. Uh, her whole thing never really made any sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> Especially the later reveal that she had an accent. Like, I think they, I think the idea was, I was, didn't, I didn't mind that that much, to be honest with you. See, I think, well, I guess the idea with that is like the, to show that, oh, she was playing a character this whole time is actually yeah. who she is, but it was more just, okay, why not? Yeah. Like, because it was swept up with the wave of garbage that the, was yeah, this movie. True. I think if, you know, this, this doesn't bring to the thing. I, I've not talked about this uh, on the show before, but it, it's something important to my heart. Carrie Fisher's accent in, in, in A New Hope was great. They, people complain that her accent's all over the place. The point is, when she's playing the senator, she's doing a highfalutin senator voice. Yeah. And then when she's talking to the rebel, she's acting like herself. It always annoys me when people say her accent's all over the I've, place. I've, no, I've, it's not. I've the entire- I've honestly never heard that. Oh, really? This yeah. is- I've heard this complaint multiple times. Huh. And, and it, it irritates the shit out of me. You're like, no, that's like, actually, it's one of the few things that's written well in that yeah. movie. Huh? No, and, and I'm not, and I'm not like saying that so in this anyway, way. That's what, like that's dumb. I've never heard that. I'm saying I just what I've I'm saying is that. the blonde lady in this movie is better than Carrie Fisher. Okay, and she should well, be cast in episode nine. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that makes that makes sense. Oh, my name's I Luke think, Skywalker. I think, I think like, this is my other brother, Luke, with two U's. Skywalker. That, that's the whole. If if uh, what is the? Supreme- oh my God! We're in no. We're in a Timothy Zahn universe in this movie. Oh God! That was that that was the director's clone. <laughs> It's a director with two eyes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's Steven Seagal, the two A's. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that means Titus Parr, the director, is actually the clone of Titus Parr. Exactly. He's Jack Parr's kid that would have cloned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for those of you that don't know, that's good. Just keep not knowing because yeah. those books are garbage. Um. Yeah. God God bless. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's two two Steven Seagal's, which I've... I've there's not enough Steven Seagal. There's, there's a... There's a thing where like there's when I'm watching a shitty movie, sometimes I'll pitch to myself like what could possibly save this film. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I, I'm not saying I had a chance because, again, the editing was quick enough that I didn't really I wasn't labored to sit through the film. Yeah. But if I did take a second where if like John had paused and said, hey, Alex, what what's the one thing that could salvage this movie? I wish I could have thought of. <laughs> Oh, no, no, just randomly after Seagal's dead, his twin brother shows up. I wish I had that kind of stupid just thinking. Just throwing another one. Because yeah. it was the joy when that happened. I just, I've never felt that level of like, it's just, I mean, fuck you, Orphan Black. That's acting. Well, I also like that you you had brought up when we were watching it that Steven Seagal in this movie is largely um, similar to Marlon Brando in... Uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. And there was like, having never seen the movie, I've just seen the documentary about it, uh, Lost Souls, which I highly recommend. You should check that out. Uh, but it is, it was very much this, this like, uh, how, how many scenes can my character sit down during? Yeah, totally. Like it was, 
Yeah. I shouldn't have said, yeah, totally there. I'm agreeing with my own point from earlier. <laughs> no, I was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew I oh, was no, right. I was, I, was more, I, was, I was more agreeing with the thing I'm about to say now. Is because while we were talking about that, I said, you know, it'd be great if this movie, if there was, because I, I said, if there was a tiny Marlon Brando clone, the only thing that would make this movie better, because I think, but I actually sort of predicted the end of this movie really quickly in. You know what? It's what's starting to hit me now is that we could probably write and sell the sequel to this movie to Titus Parr. I mean, he might have a grand scheme of where these characters are going, but if we write a sequel and the reveal is that that Steven Seagal has a tiny mini me Steven Seagal. Yeah. Like, that's, I, that's amazing. I'm I'm totally happy to do it. I think we need to start working on it. I can't imagine a single person that would not want to pay money to see that. Well, <laughs> um, nope, that person does not exist. John, I don't know if you've done this, but have you met, uh, Gorfadal? Wait, is Gorfadal dead? I hope so. Because that's the one guy I could think maybe wouldn't be into it. But I think everyone else would love to see a tiny Steven Seagal. Yeah, I mean, honest, and, and I'm like, I'm not kidding. I just went through the Rolodex of people I know in my head, and I can't think of anybody that would actually be annoyed by having a, a tiny Steven Seagal yeah, show up. Yeah, I think I know a lot of people that would be very stoked yeah, by that. Yeah, well. Uh, Particularly like, and I'm not talking like a little Steven Seagal. Well, it'd be great to see like maybe like a little Steven Seagal that does like CG Yoda fighting from like the second uh, Star Wars prequel or whatever. Yeah. I want a little Steven Seagal that is also just fat and out of shape. But it's just like, oh, oh God. Oh, oh, that would stairs. Make me, that would make crap. me so happy. Got a tiny chaise lounge that he's sitting on. Oh, just, just oh, minimal movement. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great. Or the, yeah, the full size Steven Seagal could throw mini Steven Seagal at other people to do his fighting for him. <laughs> and tiny Steven Seagal is annoyed by that. Just, oh. Just like gets in their pocket and just takes a nap and then wakes up and murders them. Yeah. Breaks their arm. All right. So perfect weapon. The coming, perfect movie. Coming coming out of it the other side. Here, here's here's what I have to say. So so having sat through, I mean, I've sat through some, some, some garbage movies in yeah. my life. Somewhat enjoyable film. Yeah, you could do worse. Like, it's yeah. bad. It's not good. But you could do a whole lot worse. Yeah, it's quick. It's shot well. And, and when I say shot well, I don't mean it's shot well, but it's shot so much better than than the script would you would... Th- like, if you read the script and then pictured the movie, it looks a lot better than yeah. you would have pictured. Uh, if you like the color... Pardon me. If you like the color green. Yeah. This is uh there's a lot of green gels. Yeah. 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 That's very futuristic. Yeah. Um, a lot of colored lights in general, but but mainly green. But uh I'm not saying you no know, no, if you've listened to this whole this whole episode and have not seen the movie, I'm not saying you should watch it. But it's not if it's not the worst. I mean, it's on Netflix. And if you're bored, it's probably not the worst thing to do in the world. Yeah, if I would I would say Oh, I know because I, I don't even want to say just skip to the end because like it was worth it. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't normally say that, but the reveal this the awful Steven Seagal reveal at the end. Yeah. Like like if I just like, oh, found that clip on YouTube, like, oh that's funny. But it's the yeah. the journey that gets you there. The like, I, I hope was pretty epic. Yeah, I hope you 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 actually watch this movie before listen to us gripe about it. Only for that, just because like that was so like I burst out of my chair. I was yeah. so excited when it happened. If you and and if you're not going to watch the movie, tr- 
try to find the scene with the flashback Steven Seagal with the bad shadow That face. is also good, too. Because I was telling John, it, it, it's like that scene in Harry Potter where they show uh, Hagrid from years ago when he, uh, Chamber of Secrets, I think it was, uh, where they, they flashback to Hagrid and he's just in the most obvious uh, uh, shadow face because mm-hmm. they can't show young uh, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, yeah, Rob Coltrane. Yeah. Right. Um, so they just did a, just shadows and it's the most obvious thing ever it's that and then just randomly like oh look a horror show of photoshop is, is yeah. showing up there well that's yeah. that my initial thought was anthony hopkins in westworld uh that oh but that was not a lot better. Yeah, yeah yeah but this that, that that this was like the um the super low rent version of that yeah. of like oh that was cool can we do that yeah i can totally do yeah, that yeah it's a, we can watch how this happens let, how, me, let how me just much, cut out this photograph and just stick it like? to the film yeah uh, anything else about, about Perfect Weapon? I, I think we covered everything in a Perfect Weapon. All right, good. Let's, 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 we got, we got a few minutes left. Let, let's cover some things because I have nothing to say about, well, I mean, I have a lot to say about it, blah, blah, blah. I can't do this on the solo show is what I'm saying. Legion. Yeah. Going from, uh, maybe I just, I think things look better. I think that's probably the prettiest show I've seen in, in a decade. I mean, that that show looked gorgeous. It's amazing. And it also, uh, one of my favorite things about it is that style serves the story. Yeah. It's not just like, let's just be stylish to be stylish. Like, it, it really, really all works. Yeah. I there's When they showed the, the Asylum bit where they did the dance number in it, yeah. it reminded me of like the best parts of like uh, American Horror Story, where that kind of like mm-hmm. overly kind of... I don't know if you want to say like saturated, that kind of Wes Anderson-y yeah. style where it's like, it. but oh my God, yeah, that, that show just well, was, I was almost, lush. I was almost upset. This was a very 90 degree or or huge turn that we yeah. just took here talking about something that's actually good. But um, I was actually kind of upset when I got to episode two that it had to sort of coalesce and become a show. Uh, oh yeah. That being said, it's a great show. Yeah. But like the first, the first episode is so amazing and there's this bonkers thing. Um that when you're like like oh okay no you have to like be a show yeah like it's, and even it's... when it became a show it was still like there were yeah. still like really daring weird things yeah. um i'm not going to give any spoilers away but like there th- th- that dance sequence was amazing um even even when the show is being like a little sort of self indulgent with its with its uh like stylistic stuff uh like there's that there's the whole other if you don't want to give anything away, the one part where there's that one character dancing through all these scenes. Um, oh yeah. 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 Like that even works. Yeah. Like it never, it never feels this like, okay, like, you know, I, I've been on the show before uh, complaining uh, viciously and correctly about Westworld. And this show doesn't have any of that. This show deals with some really far out concepts and just lets them lie. Yeah. It just, it has enough respect for you as the audience to be like, yeah, this is weird. And here it is. It doesn't be like, whoa, isn't this weird? Oh, my God. Yeah. It just does it. And it's awesome. One of the things – so one of the parts – I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you're so concerned about spoilers, but this is – I'm going to say something that happens, but it makes no sense out of context and it won't spoil it when it happens. But that the first time you go into that ice cube – yeah. I was like, this is the greatest show ever. Yeah. Like this is so it, – it, it's like Twin Peaks level weird. And that is yeah. that is played so well because that character – could have been like way too wacky. Yeah. And they, and the, the casting really, I think helped with that as well, but they really just played it like, so it's just weird and bizarre, but still kind of funny. And I think that was a huge thing too, is that there's a lot of levity in this show is that there, there are some funny stuff. There was some sort of like, I don't, I don't know if I want to call them ironic, but they sort of like 
Chandler Bing-esque reactions of the main character to, to, to a couple of things. Yeah. They were a little like, okay, just because like that is a thing is sort of played out to a, to a degree. Like, and, like that's not new. Every character does that now. That's not a unique trait. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, of the few downsides I have to the show is that, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of hammy. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 for as brilliant as it is, I really doubt its ability to do a season two with any kind of. I'm I, cu- I, I'm I'm curious because I mean I have like based on my enjoyment of the two seasons of Fargo, I I have faith in that guy. I think he can he can do. Was that Fargo guy? Yeah. It's oh, I didn't Noah even realize that. Crawley. I might be wrong uh. on that last name, but um, like I I've a, I have faith that they're gonna do it. But at the same time, it is it is gonna be hard since since it was such a journey of the of the single character for the for the first one. How you keep that going without sort of hitting the same beats or repeating yourself yeah. or, you know, whatever. But it's, it's, it's a great, uh, amazing show. Yeah. There's, and I, I, I've, I've liked her because I like uh deadpan kind of Wednesday Adam style people ever, but mm-hmm. Audrey Plaza fucking knocked it out of the goddamn park. She was really good. In yeah. This. And I know I'm not like, you know, breaking any new ground by saying that, but holy yeah. shit, she was really good. Yeah. It's, and it's, it was a great part for her. And someone was telling me that she was initially like, they wanted her to read for one of like the love interest or the sister character. And she was like, no, I want to be this person. Um, which whether or not that's true, like, yeah, it do, it would not make any sense for her to be anything else in that show. Yeah. Cause she was, she was, yeah, really, really good. I, you know, I could actually see her as the love interest. So I don't know. I don't know anybody's name in any show ever, yeah. but, uh, the, the non-touchy lady. Yeah. Sydney. Um, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. I mean, I don't think it would, I mean, obviously, it would be a waste of her, like, yeah. now that I realize what she can do, but, like, yeah. I could see that. But, uh, holy shit, she knocks it out of the goddamn park. Yeah, like, and it uh, only gets better, because at first, I was a little... I, it, it, at first, I was I was, I was was unsure. Like, when, when, her, when her character first shows up, I'm like, oh, okay, but then, like, when it starts to sort yeah, of be yeah, this other totally. thing, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know, but then it... It just be it's great. Yeah, it just gets gets. Yeah, really, that show really, really walked like a really cool, like kind of fine edge, yeah. and that's that's why I'm like you know kind of doubtful about season two. But um, here here's one of the things I really love. So, the the Marvel universe is so fucked when it comes. To, so you you've watched at least a good amount of the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. The big green guy, the the event is uh-huh. is Avengers Part One, that sort of thing. I like how they dealt with the rest of the Marvel universe in the show. Is that uh. At one point, there's a tiny flash to one thing that I don't want to give away, but there's mm-hmm. uh, one tiny flash that may hint at, you know, something. And that's it. The rest of the Marvel Universe is fucking ignored horribly. Well, it's Not also- horribly, but, you know, completely. Right. But yeah. it's also, I mean, you you could argue that sort of thing where, and it makes no secret about being related to the X-Men because the X thing is in the logo of the show. Yeah, yeah. But since the X-Men universe is so separate from the other sort of Marvel universe. Yeah. Then I think it's easier to get away with that. Oh, but still, I just mean, like, I, I thought it was kind of in that they don't go, well, you're a mutant, you know, like those people yeah. in Connecticut at the Xavier yeah. Yeah, universe yeah, yeah, yeah. or New York or wherever uh, the, the X-Men house is. Because that's the kind of level I am of nerdity that I had to correct myself going, no, I'm pretty sure it's in New York, not right. Connecticut. Yep. Because that's, that's important, John. No, it's extremely important. Yeah. So. Uh, Nothing more important than canon. You know, again, yeah, let's just. Reminders, 36 and single. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think, not, you know, like, not. You put, have you put that in your Tinder profile? Canonically I did. accurate. Yeah, canonically accurate. Like, you you have no idea my, my the amount of canon that I operate under. Um, I have found when I play video games online, uh, make a lot of cake boss references for some reason. Oh, yeah. Because I, I guess because there's bosses, so I just keep. Oh, sure. Cake yeah, boss no, that makes for no sense. good reason. Yeah. Don't know why. 
Uh, Legion, I, I, I rarely say it, but holy shit, do I recommend it, audience also, out there like, if you haven't yeah, watched a it. A huge thing for me, uh, also, eight episodes. Because that's yeah. my, my complaint with every single Marvel show, uh, beyond other ones I've, I've had with them, is that they're all way too long. They all are yeah. at least like two or three episodes too long. Like they don't, they all like, like Jessica Jones really repeats itself in a lot of ways. Luke Cage drags in a couple of places. Daredevil, the whole thing with the Russians at the beginning, you absolutely did not need. Anything with Foggy, you absolutely do not need. Like these things could be a lot tighter. And I like that it was a show. It wasn't a show that released that was released on Netflix. It was a show on FX on a yeah. cable show. And they went, we're doing eight episodes. Cause I think any more, I don't, you don't, unless you're on like network television, I guess, just cause the whole paradigm of television is changing in general that you, I don't, you, I don't know why you have to be tied to these same things, particularly if you're just releasing to Netflix or something like that. There's no reason you need to have a 13 episode yeah. season. Because most of those stories they've are not worth thirteen episodes, and Legion covers so much ground. Even like even there's two episodes where like sort of the same peril is in play for both episodes, but they do so much with it, and it never really has that huge lag that a lot of shows does. Yeah, totally. Uh, that a lot of shows do. So, yeah, huge, yeah. huge fan. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, now I've gone on about on the show before, but you have not seen it. Uh, uh this so Netflix shows I have too many uh, episodes. Oh my God, is Iron Fist just too many episodes and nothing fucking happens? So I just, it just popped in my head now a great analogy. It's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first season, mm-hmm. couldn't go quickly because they had to catch up with uh, Captain America 2 when the whole Hydra reveal happened. Sure. And that played into their universe. So they had a whole bunch of lag because they couldn't jump past that one point. They had a, a spot in time that they had to catch up with yeah. when the release date of that movie was. I just realized that Iron Fist, I think a lot of the reason it blows is because the Avenger the, the Defenders, mm-hmm. uh the, the 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 coalition show is coming out in August. So he couldn't do anything significant. Oh because I see. all the other shows have all the plot lines set up. Well that was that was one yeah. complaint I, I heard repeatedly about uh, Iron Fist is uh, you know, I guess Rosario Dawson shows up in this one yeah. as well. And at no point does she go, oh, hey, I know other people that do this stu- this kind of stuff. No, she says it like three, four times. Oh, does she? Yeah. It, okay. in, a, in the worst dumb way possible. And then he goes, no, I don't need help. I'm like, uh, right. I'm really cool. Because that's, that's, that's kind of the problem with, yeah, with three, this. Yeah, four, but like, you know, more than one. <laughs> with this sort of thing is like when you're reading comics and they do these, you know, like you have these teams, but then they go off and they do these other things. You kind of know when you're reading them like, well, Captain America can't call iron man because iron man is currently having this adventure over here whereas when i'm watching the second captain america movie winter soldier which i enjoyed very much like i liked that it was sort of like a spy movie thing when the whole thing with hydra's happening i'm just like why isn't he calling iron man like he yeah totally why isn't this happening because there's no indication that anything else that anything else because these comics are released month to month and every month there's no time reference in these movies about when other things are happening so you're just like yeah where's iron man you know other people call and so that was sort of a thing in Luke Cage, it didn't bother me so much when Rosario Dawson like wasn't like kind of made some half comments towards Daredevil because I, I, Luke Cage just seemed like so much of his own thing. But in particular with this one, since I know he's fighting with Iron Fist, since he's fighting the hand or whatever it is, like the, these are things that showed up in Daredevil. Like you should be telling him, hey, I got a buddy you that know, does maybe, this shit. You know, now I'm thinking about it. It's referenced. I don't remember if she references to him or there's a, there's the Chinese lady, the kind of other lead that isn't. Yeah, I'm, 
It's definitely referenced, but yeah, maybe it isn't like explicitly. No, no, I think it is. I think he does the no, I have to take care of this myself thing. Okay. Like, either way, that's the show, like if the they at least give bullshit. it, a, if yeah. they, yeah, but if they at least give it a nod, I'm fine. It's like time yeah. travel in a movie. If time travel just, if they go like, yeah, time travel, whatever, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, the, the show's bullshit and don't waste your time. And I'm someone that has like, I mean, a ton of time to waste. And boy, is that just don't, it's just, just, just do anything else. Like any, any, like wa- watch something you've watched before In over reverse. again. Watch yeah, it backwards. Yeah. See if just it works be, like Memento. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's because boy, that show is just garbage on toast. Uh, that's it. I think we're done. Unless there's other things you want to say out loud. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> nothing, nothing I can think. Uh, if, if any of you, uh, have watched any other late era Seagal movies, that you want to recommend or any, any other crappy movie that you would, you would like to hear uh, Alex and I talk about, uh, let us know. Yeah. Do that. And, uh, you will, we'll reveal why we're asking that wink, wink, yeah. wink, wink. Can they hear this? Can they wink, hear the They can. They're hearing they're, 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 That's. I do have giant eyelids. <laughs> wow. Dude, your yeah. eyelids sound really that gross. It. Yeah. Your eyelids sound like, uh, like a middle-aged fat guy. I talk. have, I have a medical condition, please. Uh. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm, I, sorry, I'm not PC. I'm allowed to make fun of yeah. people with medical conditions. All right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so things like that, find me online, blah, I don't care. I'm not saying it. All Read right. a book. Yes. And when you get done with it, you're, it's revealed that there's a second book of lists. Yeah, it's two, two books. It's the, it's the exact same. It's, 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 it's my country.